Hello everybody, welcome back to Over the Bridge Podcast. Yeah, 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 we're back in the studio again today. Myself, Patrick, Kiwani, I'm joined by Kweku, what's good? <laughs> I'm good, bro, what's yeah. good? And Tommy Dyer. Hello, hello, what's good? It's good to oh, be yeah, back, man. Like... Well, we got it's a special guest, still. huh? So it's good to be back still. Cool, cool, yeah. Um, so it's always nice to be back in the studio, man. I've had a stressful week, but it's Nice to speak. I can hear it in your voice, man. It's like mad deflated. Bro, <laughs> it's yeah, just blood. been tiring, but do you know what? This 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 place gives me energy, so I'm, I'm good. I'm yeah, happy to be here. So, um, yeah, everyone, we're joined in the studio today. We have a very special guest. Um, I'll let him introduce himself properly in just a bit. Um, but yeah, uh, we're joined by Johnny Salmon. Uh, he is a filmmaker, uh, writer, general badman uh, from Jamaica. Um, and how long you been living here now? Five years, brother. Five, Five years. years. Okay, so he's he's turning British as we speak. You know, I'm saying that code switches a lot between between his Jamaican voice and his and his English English voice. But yeah, um, so today we're going to be talking about filmmaking. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, the Jamaican diaspora and the Jamaicans back home, because um, that's where obviously where Johnny's from and where. Where my dad is from. I won't claim Jamaica because I don't want a journey to shoot. No, it's fine, it's fine, brother. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're going to get into it. So, Johnny, just tell tell us and the listeners a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what, what what's your your passions and, and everything. Um, Yeah, so obviously my name is Ajani and I'm from Jamaica. I've been here for five years now. Yeah. And I'm a filmmaker, writer, director mainly. However, I acted in a hit show, Dreaming Whilst Black. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Okay, cheese. Right? Yeah. Yes. Um, so, yeah, so that's what I do. And for me, I like the nuances of stuff. Mm. That's what I try to explore in art, no matter the form. Okay. So just, you know, the intricate natures of what makes us us. You yeah. Know, mm. What makes us communicate, what makes us tick. So, yeah, that is really my thing. Yeah, man. I feel that's kind of our thing as well, to be honest. Like, we try. I mean, when we get in the studio and we talk about these kind of things, it's like trying to understand why things are the way they are, why we are the way we are, you know, mm. all that stuff. So... Yeah, I think like minds in the same studio, that's good. I think this will be a good episode. So talk to us a little bit about Dreaming Wild Black because um, I don't know if a lot of our listeners have watched it. Maybe a few of you have. Please I watched do. it. Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, do. please do. No, it's good, no, it's man. Cold, man. It's probably cold. Uh, let, me, let me ask you this question. So Dreaming Wild Black, like I saw a lot of parallels between the main character, Kwabena, and yourself. So Why is it not? fully... Autobiographical, or is it like it's not autobiographical, it's as autobiographical as it's a black guy, yeah, trying to make it in the film industry. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, we made a conscious effort actually while writing, yeah, Ali and myself to deviate from myself, okay, mm. yeah. So, was that, that difficult? We, um, no, so after a while, the thing is, when you're writing, you know, when you because you're creating characters, you're creating worlds, yeah. So, generally, my process is every character who you'll ever see in a film is based on someone I know. Right. Yeah. So that's the foundation. Mm. Then I develop the characters outwards. Okay. But that helps me in a sense of when I'm stuck, mm. I just go back to the base person who yeah. I based it on okay. and say, what would they do? Yeah. Do you, do you to also, keep writing. Do you also get, because um, you said it is an autobiographical, uh, but you base it on a base person, but do you grab the kind of extra character traits from other people? Yeah, so sense. I'll grab character tricks from other people or sometimes, you know, when you have that foundation, you can invent stuff. So Kwabena was based on me mm. as a black guy trying to make it in the film industry. Mm-hmm. But because I'm in a filmmaking world, mm. a lot of the decisions or a lot of the stuff that happens mm. is like it happened to friends. 
Right. And or it's happening, you know, I heard overheard this random racist story. Mm. And it was like, oh, let me dash it in. What if yeah. Kwabena, if so that not, happened to him? It's, lo- it's not like, you know, like one person can be as unlucky as Kwabena because he goes through a lot of stuff. So it's like, yeah. So it's it's like influences from lots of different yeah, people. It's a com- yeah, it's yeah. a combi- compilation of, let's just say, all my friends' sad stories mm. put into one person. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's some yeah. W's in there, so. Yeah, no, he has a couple wins. When he gets his Black Queen, man, I Yo, was like, it's a oh, win. so happy for him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, not too many spoilers, but um, yeah, no, I really enjoyed it, man. Um, so. Thank you. W- what, what pushed you to do that? Like, what, was it out of frustration? Was it like the same frustration that, you know, we see Kwabana go through or was it just purely you wanted to create? Or what no, was it? I think so. It was a calculated decision. Mm. And I guess it was a calculated decision spurred from frustration. Mm. So, you know, I went to film school. That's why I came here. Okay. Mm. And what you find is, you know, they tell you at school, you know, go to school, make a good grad film. Mm. After so you show your grad film to people, you might get signed, you might get jobs, all of that stuff. Yeah. Cool. Did that, made a good grad film. Make, got into good festivals, also qualifying festivals as well. Yeah. And I was looking around and thinking, yo, no work. Phone call dead. Like, no, 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 no call. But just, and I was like, yo, like, Wagwan. Mm-hmm. And so I got a job at Pinewood Studios working in the art department. Yeah. Meanwhile, Coyote's thing came out, Hood Documentaries. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Then, and I remember Aki and Selfish, Cecile Emeke's thing that came out. Mm. Yeah, bang. Then that. she got insecure. Bang. I'm like, but even Issa Rae herself mm. did Awkward Black Girl. Yeah. And yep. got that and turned that into Insecure. Yeah, you understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I kept on seeing people go straight online. Yep. Get the audience and then the gatekeepers went to them. Yeah. Mm. Yep. So now at the time I was writing a feature film and I said, yo, but hold up though. My daughter, I beg gatekeeper for look for me. Mm. Why don't I go straight to the audience yep. and maybe the gatekeepers will come to me? Mm-hmm. So I knew I wanted to make a web series. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right? And I think Dreaming Was Black in its nature mm-hmm. kind of just evolved because I knew like so Master of None came out. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Aziz Ansari is an Indian actor in New York. Mm-hmm. Master of None is about an Indian actor in New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, okay, cool. I'm a black filmmaker in London. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me make a show about a black filmmaker in London, right? Yeah, Pop yeah. and I can't go anywhere, which I don't go. Yeah, yeah. You understand? Yeah, yeah. So, but I think the you know what it's weird, the racial and the, the tones and the themes, yeah, kind of just develop. I don't know how it just mm. was it something yeah. that you felt that you needed to yeah, get off your chest. It, it seemed to come out yeah, relatively you know, easily, yeah, you know. You know, well, ease is a very funny thing, you know. Yeah. I feel like sometimes filmmakers we try to move like ducks. Mm. You understand? So you see when you see a duck mm-hmm. on the pond, you just see him just a glide. Just follow the A living river. best life. Yeah, yeah. But if you for look under the water, feel you see the foot, them just a flicker going yeah. fast, fast. Yeah. And that's what we kind of did. But I feel like, to be honest, when I was looking at the landscape and I was looking like, how am I different? Who am I? Mm-hmm. What do I want? If I'm, and I remember my tutor told me, like, whilst you're not being paid, do whatever you want. Because the moment you're being paid, you're doing whatever paid you mm-hmm. yeah. wants. So I said, look, if I'm going to do this myself, fuck it, mega sell more, I say. Mm. Like, and, I'm, and I'll tell you what I think of you. Mm. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? And so all of that kind of just, all of those ideas kind of just came out. And it came out of Ali as well in terms of, and you'd be surprised how much, how many people mm. resonate with certain things. Yeah. yeah. You know? Can I'm, I just, I just, I just like a quick question, because you mentioned that you, 
uh, were working at Pinewood. And did you experience any kind of grievances while you were at Pinewood? Bruh. Uh, I mean, look, it might be an obvious question, but I want to hear it from you. Yeah, no. So so at Pinewood, I remember I was working on the first film I worked on, which I cannot name. Um, There were two black people on a crew of easily there were at least 100 of us on set. Right? And I remember, so when I came in, they had like 25 new people. And it was me and a virgin Jeff. Cool. Jeff is from, uh, I think, Bangladesh. Hope I don't get it wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember the first day on set, lunchtime, we're eating. And, you know, obviously Jeff, surprisingly, I sit down beside, you know, the two brown people, I sit down beside each other. And guy comes in, sees us. Fucking hell, mate. It's a United Nations, nah. Bloody hell. And I was thinking, two man. Make you this United Nations? <laughs> Two out of like hundred. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay. And then there was another. But how, how do you know he wasn't he wasn't being sarcastic about the fact that no, it was proper? A joke, white, I, mean, I, joke I, mean, for, I mean, he's done other things which make it questionable. Okay. Cool him around joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool him, it's joking, man. Yeah. But I'm like, brother, there's no what a joke or yeah, make. Yeah, you understand? Yeah, yeah. And there was another black guy there who was a senior, like, a team leader there, Ahmed. So, you know, so them call him Ahmed. Cool. No, I remember once said, I was, I know Ahmed have leave, yeah. I'm walking. Ahmed! Ahmed! So me and what man said, this pussy can't talk. I can't mean my talk to. <laughs> so I'm just walking in it. And he's like, Dave, fucking cool, Ahmed. And Dave is like, oh, um, Ajani, you know, <laughs> the guy's calling you. I said, me, <laughs> <laughs> you cannot call me. Cannot, and I'm a B name. And he was, they was like, oh, this is this is a journey. And he's like, a journey. And I was like, oh, you're out there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, nah, B. But you know, you'd see those little soccer things that go on. Like they never really give. Like no one ever gives you like the hardcore. Like you know, fuck that nigga. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah, but yeah. it's just yeah, them yeah. little slide digs. But that's 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 British racism. Yeah, yeah, yeah it? exactly. It's that it's that passive aggressive. It's very insidious, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very insidious. I agree with that. Um, what was I gonna say? I was gonna ask you something. Um, what was it like working with the non-black? Actors, or let me just be frank up the white actors. Like, did you have to kind of, kind of, were, were they kind of like woke or where? Like, when you like, like for example, the um, the the race um, mm-hmm. episode, like, was that something that you kind of had to spell out to them and explain to them, like, this is actually what it's like, or did they just kind of get it straight away? Not just, everyone was fun. You know, yeah. people ask us that. I'm like, yo, some white people cooling, huh? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it was easy. I would say the only role that was hard to cast yeah. was the old white guy to shoot the bayonet at me. Okay. We had about, we had, <laughs> that, all, we had yeah, well. we had about three people accept the role. We sent them the script and they're like, yeah, we're not doing that. That so like, is so funny. Yeah, and we ended up having to bump up the price. So like the pay really? per day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So each time someone would take it and reject us, we're like, cool, let's add an extra 10. Because the man is only on the screen for like two, three seconds. Yo, he was the highest paid person. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's mad. Listen, <laughs> like, just what's the name of the episode again? The Great British Race Off, episode two. Off. Yeah. So just watch that just to, to catch what we're talking about. But that bit with the beta is funny, man. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, it was necessary. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um yeah, man. Um, tell me about like the difference between, because obviously, like race is different wherever you go in the world, right? Mm-hmm. So coming from Jamaica, 
Because obviously, like, you know, Jamaica, we understand that there's colorism and whatever mm-hmm, else out mm-hmm. there. But then when you come to the UK, was it like you kind of were like, raw, okay, like, actually, like, when I walk down the road, like, my presence being here is a bit, like, it's a bit mad for some people. Like, was, um, did, you, you know, did you feel anything different? You know, it's funny because Jamaica is a black country, yeah. right? So everybody black. Yeah. And it's not that we don't have police brutality. Where's mm. black police? Mm. So it's top to bottom, you know, mm. we have a black prime minister as much as we have a black police. We have black billionaires mm. as much as we have black robbers. Mm. You understand? So yes, I was black in Jamaica, but I tell people this, to be honest, I didn't really feel black yeah. till I come to England. Yeah. And I'll explain in the sense that in Jamaica, my dark skin, the, the, the worst thing about being dark-skinned in Jamaica mm. is that in high school, you have to try harder to get girl. <laughs> like, like, you know what I mean? Like, in Jamaica, in high school, like, you can be brown. That's it. You just have to be brown, in it. Mm. But if you're black in high school, you have to be black and something. So you have to, like, black and funny or black and on the football team or, like, <laughs> black and super smart. Like, mm. But then growing up, my dreams were never hindered by my skin. Yeah. Mm. You know, when I look on the Forbes list, Jamaica, boom, two black men. Mm. My prime minister, black. Mm. Everybody, black. Judges, everything. Mm. Lawyers, doctors, black. Mm. Mm. And it was only until I came to England. So I nearly look at England as an outsider now. Mm. Mm. And I'm looking at people saying, like people even, I remember my exam, the first essay I did at uni, did it like last minute, Sunday night, submitted. And the woman was like, oh, you know, you did really well, Ajani. <laughs> I was thinking, what? <laughs> like, I was just like, no, no, you know, I just think coming from Jamaica, your parents should be so proud. Oh my days. And I'm thinking, you know that English is the first language in Jamaica, right? <laughs> like, you understand? But for some reason, they just expected less of me. Yeah, and it yeah. was that subtlety or even seeing my younger cousins where, I remember, i never forget this, when I came over here, because I came in 2007 to go to uni. Yeah. And then went back, but okay. my cousin was 13 at the time. And he's like, oh, what are you studying? And I was like, oh, architecture. And he's like, architecture? I was like, yeah. And he was so shocked that I was studying architecture because his family, is, he has a family of teachers. That's yeah. where most of my family are teachers. Yeah. So for him to fathom a black man as an architect mm. was strange. But even, because you, you were talking about how in Jamaica, like, you know, everybody is black in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there must be some black architects in Jamaica. Well. Yeah, the laws. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but is it just because it was your family or it was you or? What, why I did architecture? Well, why he thought it was why so it was strange. No, no, but so my British family here is, this is my British, yeah, this is my British when I come okay, over okay, here. Okay, okay, okay. You know, so okay. yeah, I have cousins who born and grew up here. Right, right, right. Okay, okay. And then I want to ask, what, what other kind of things... I guess, aside from like the subtleties of kind of like cheap digs and stuff surprised you um, when you came here and how did it, um, how did all of these like culmination of surprises actually impact you when it got around to making Dreaming Whilst Black? Um, do you know, to be honest, it's funny. I remember when I just came from film school, a friend of mine was like, yo, like, you know, so you're going to be like making them, you know, black films like them Spike Lee, all them things. And I was like, nah, brother, I'm in a really, I just want to make films still. Yeah. What kind of black film? I'm like, bro, because my experience of black films is, and it's funny, even just the word mm. black film, yeah. you think subpar, right? Because you're not the norm. Just like you have Americans and you have African-Americans. That hyphenate word mm. tells you that that's not the standard. 
Mm, right? right. He said, yeah, it's like right. The, so the it's other. the other thing. Yeah. So even mm. when he said black films, like when we got black films at TVJ would buy and stuff, like you know, we watch all the Marvel movies and stuff, and then they would bring down like Best Man's Holiday. Mm. It's not my thing. I mm. don't want to watch that. Or we'd like they'd buy like Nollywood films, mm. black films. Mm. And so there was this innate thing in my head of black film meaning subpar film. Mm. Mm. So I don't want to make that. I want to make just film film. Yeah. You know, yeah. all my films had black people in it. It's just because that's what it is, right? Yeah. yeah. So in coming here though, I started to understand what black meant. Yeah. And the kind of psychology that it makes like black people. That's one thing I'd say that shaped me. The psychology of black people in England mm. and understanding how the pressure, the oppression has informed that psychology of black people mm. here. Mm-hmm. And it nearly made me think as an artist, well, I'm coming here and I've noticed this. Mm. Can I really just make films and not say anything? Right, mm. right, right. Like how can I see this and just say nothing when yeah. I'm supposed to be an artist sharing work with the masses, right? Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. So it kind of just compelled me to say, nah, like, I, mean, I might not say nothing with all of my work, mm. but I definitely have to say something. You have something. to say no, something. Yeah, something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, man. Because so. it's, it's like it's it's like having the elephant in the room if you don't bring it up, if you don't discuss exactly. it. It's like, yeah. But it's a funny one. I remember at Christmas, I used to... So we, me and my cousins, we always, always used to get together at my nan's house and they would want to put on like Tyler Perry and them kind of films mm. there and... I remember just thinking, like, what is this, man? Like, <laughs> like, okay, like, it's cool to see black people on screen, but can I actually watch something that has, I mean, no, no shade to Tyler Perry, but it wasn't my kind of thing to yeah. watch. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. I one, you, I one, one, one of the themes, because I used to cover, like, quite a few themes in the web series. <clears throat> one of them that I found, like, hilarious was the dating one. Yo, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming you're you're a single man. I'm not, I I am currently a single man. I wasn't yeah, when everybody. I wrote that though. I wasn't. Oh really? When you're no, that, okay. no, no. So that again, I feel like an outsider. So I like to make commentary on this thing. The Jimmy was Jimmy was black. Is social? Is my yeah. and Ali's thoughts on England? Right. Okay. okay. That's it. Right. So even the dating episode, I found that so interesting that you have loads of guys now where. Like out in uni, Tinder never come when we just got uni. Mm. So you mm. had to be at the bar. You had to be in these streets, bro. Moving Active. up things. You had to shoot on site. <laughs> you, had to, you had to shoot on site and <laughs> take L's. Yeah, like yeah, there's no yeah, man yeah, who yeah, can yeah. say he's a gallus who don't take L's. I tried yeah, to explain this to someone. Right? Like, numbers, yeah, 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 I had to explain. I, I even remember my cousins, bro. My cousins, like them man go uni. Bare L's, yeah. All of a sudden, Tinder come out. Them are gallus. <laughs> and you know what? It's actually Tinder. I will say Tinder is to women's detriment because there's a certain amount of confidence that's needed for a man to say, yo, shoot nah, sight, you know. shoot your shot. Yeah. I might take an L today. Yeah. yeah, right? yeah Whereas true. Tinder it's now, it's the boys from the men. It's yeah, true. right? Mm-hmm. Whereas now you can just swipe, swipe, swipe. And some any PR PR youth when I have no chat. You <laughs> <laughs> can go in him WhatsApp group, formulate the best sentence to tell you, and now you like him. Mm, but because you've broken down this barrier. I feel so, like I'm getting dragged, man. I don't, yeah. use, <laughs> I, I don't use Tinder for that reason. I've never used Tinder for that reason because I I don't know, but there's something about just the human interaction. And what it can mean, and like that initial attraction or lack thereof, and mm. how it can inform your decisions going forward. Mm. You don't have that when you got Tinder. Hundred percent. Like, it's just, mm. it's basically obviously, it's basically ah, oh, she looks good. That's it. Now I'm not saying that. Obviously, when you draw for a girl, 
obviously you're drawn for her because she looks attractive. But at the same time, you can go up to a girl, she can look nice, but in the first 30 seconds, she just could have said a couple of things that thinks you're just trash. Do you know what I mean? Even though she's no, 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 but even if she's nice, no, but do you know what I mean? Why is the room going silent? The room's going silent like I'm lying. No, but I'm saying, like, you. No, I understand what you mean. When you're in the street, when you're face to face, there's a certain level of chemistry which yeah. comes you can, yeah, very quickly. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you can feel the pheromones now. and all of yeah. them things there. And you know what right? the joke is? I've never been on Tinder. You know? <laughs> oh, really? I wrote that whole episode not being on Tinder, but I have because again I have some yeah, younger cousins. The yeah, they're yeah. banging Tinder. Yeah, and yeah. they so they just tell me all these stories, and I'm like, nah, this is mad, bro. Like, let me just let me let me say my two piece, and that's why. Well, yeah. I don't want to spoil it, but yeah, that's why the Black Queen never come from yeah, yeah, uh, yeah from uh, Tinder, from yeah, Tinder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black Queen yeah. never come from, from real moment, life. Uh, you understand? They, they like, I still feel the electricity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, man. I was just like, <laughs> yes, yeah, man. Now yes. the director them do a good job. Man, I like the man them do a good job. So, yeah, I mean, the reason why I even brought that was the whole. <laughs> That particular theme was tackling fetish, you know, the fetishization of black men, right? Mm. And I know, given the kind of context that you you provided of coming from Jamaica like five years ago, mm. you, I don't know, I wonder whether or not that experience was something that you had to get from fresh eyes, like you mentioned, maybe from your cousins or from people that have kind of gone through it in the UK context. Was it something that you already kind of oh, aware no. of? or like? So I, as again, in Jamaica, I'm a normal enough. My mm, accent's yeah. normal. I look normal. Mm. Even my hair normal. Be a rasta. Mm. Mm. You understand? <laughs> but when I came here in the uni, I remember I was one of the few, like, Jamaicans from foreign students. Let's just say Jamaican foreign student. Like, yeah. Yeah. just come fresh yeah. off the yeah. boat. Yeah. So, to enough girl, in, I'm black girl too. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, he's Jamaican. You know? Exactly. And there was that exoticism, <laughs> right? Yeah, 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 but yeah, even yeah. now that my hair start grow. He's like, oh my God, I love your hair. You, you know, and weekend. people, you know, look, look <laughs> like the weekend. weekend. All them <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> or even, and just all of that stuff. Like, yeah. I was like, yo, and it's funny because at some point, when I was younger, like, when we just come, yeah. but love it, come here, say, yeah, because yeah, I was going to ask, I was going to ask, like, at first, you must have been a bit gassed. Yeah, then... yo, no, I was gassed, bro, fully gassed. <laughs> but then, after a while, I was like, wait, hold on, nigga, you need to value yourself. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that was an interesting thing as well about about black guys and being black in in a multicultural space, yep. right? Mm. And mm. how black men are seen. Mm. And it's like funny enough, I was talking with a virgin Ben Harrison. Oh yeah, we know Ben. Harrison. Yeah, man, yeah. Ben, you know the real Ben. Yeah. And there was this shift I feel, and it's weird that it happened in England and in Jamaica at the same time, mm. where during high school, light skinned guys were like the thing in it. Mm. And there was a shift between college and first year uni mm. where it shifted I to do hear that. Skin. I do hear that though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do hear it that. It shifted. And I was like, it's funny that I this happened that. in England and it happened in Jamaica. Mm. And I was like, this is all based on the subconscious programming do you feel, of how we see Do you feel this way? Of course. Do you feel like it happened? I certainly... So explain to me the theory again. So the whole idea... So this is what when, we've... When, when, put it this way. When, when we were younger, yeah. pre-uni... Yeah. Uh, people who are light skinned were getting yeah. more attention than yeah, yeah. people who were, were I think so. Skin. I think, but I, then that's I, eventually turned around. I, I feel like, yeah, you're. I mean, we're socialized to be colorist, like no. Colorist. But here's the switch, though. Okay, this right. is why it doesn't happen with black women. Okay, because you see, as even the BBC, that genre, yeah, right, the black man, the bestiality, right? Yeah, mm. I feel like what's the bestiality? No, no, that whole idea, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, the yeah, I heard yeah, it. No, I heard it. I heard it. I heard it. In high school, girls aren't generally. 
girls aren't sexually mature yet. You understand? Right, okay. So their subconsciousness is telling them about pretty. Mm. What's nice? What's cute? Light skin. Mm. When they, and for me, I think at least, and this is what we were discussing that, mm. when they're, when their mindset shifts mm. to a more sexually active mindset, mm. because while we're socialized of what sex should be, you know, power, strength, strong man, mm. what do you ascribe that to? Virility and dark skin. skin. So they move from so they move from the light skin to the dark skin, mm. and that now is why the shift has never happened for black women. Mm. Because when men when men generally seek in partners, yeah, strength. Power, yeah. this you know, this this kind of strongness is yeah. not seen as yeah. sexually desirable well, in yeah. a woman. Mm-hmm. So if you have those preconceived notions, yeah, the light skin thing will always be the light skin I, thing because I, 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 hate, I hate what you're saying. Yeah, because sex, you know what I'm saying. Se- sex is like a it's like a power exchange. Or it's, there's, there's the power mm-hmm. dynamic in sex, obviously, and yeah, like it's still very you know, it's it's not really common to like kind of when you think about like heterosexual sex and like a man and a woman like you don't. You don't really think about the woman dominating the man in that sense. Like it's All still right. that that is almost like that's when it starts to become a fetish. Yeah, right? and so. it's not to say that women don't become enlightened and understand and you know unlearn this kind of colorist notion. Of course, yeah. But yeah. The, the the fact that the general consensus shift, mm. like I would say, even to look on the consensus mm. of white women and black men, mm. like men I know about enough people still, but the enough. White women with me, you know, who have interracial relationship, are some black brother them there with mm-hmm. some Sudanese-looking black man. You understand? <laughs> <laughs> like, and it's like, okay, why, why did they go for that black man mm. and not the light-skinned black man? You understand what I'm saying? So, yeah. I think that generally there's an unlearning and there is an enlightenment that happens when yeah. we become older. But I do think that I don't know though. I, I don't know. I, I, I hear what I hear what you're saying, but I, I have a feeling I know what you're gonna say as well. Mm-hmm. And I and I think it's like there the, there is that there's like the kind of like the kind of virile kind of you know brawny black guy yeah. like the dark skinned black guy in Brazil actually they actually the word they use for that that stereotype is like big actually nigga mm. it's like he's big and black like Yanasan. The blackness, the darkness is attached to the virility. Mm-hmm. Mm. But equally, there's the there's the other side of it, which is like, what is the palatable black man? And you know, like how um I can't remember who was the that guy from Love Island, but that, that light skinned guy with the square head that someone said looks oh, like a muscular turn. I know you're talking speak. about. I can't remember his name, but, but I know you're talking there's about. There's that kind of like the the light skinned, like mixed race black guy that's kind of like he is accessible to to non-black women because he's like he's black enough to be like he has the features yeah. of the vigor and powerful black man but he's still palatable but impalatable yeah, yeah, yeah. but you see the, the lay, there's still layers to that but it's mm. still on the premise of the preconceived notion of what blackness comes with the character traits that yeah, come with blackness yeah, 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 yeah. so yeah it's a, it's a lot of, and that's why the, the, the date which Kwabena goes on was mm. like that way because yo, yo, <laughs> yeah, straight yeah. up, yo, a girl and I said, and this is not as I have enough white friends that me know even want to make it seem like, <laughs> but like a white girl straight up tell me say yo she feel like me have a big hood and I'm like, yep. <laughs> but, I, mean, I have a feeling that, that you might, you know, no, that's honestly, dangerous, like, bruv. I, I could like I, you've had that, that, I think all of us that have episode. I was like, yeah, man, that's bruv. Let me tell you, and did, that is dangerous, yeah, because not every black man have big hood. So now, yeah, you have some <laughs> black man. <laughs> 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 
It's fresh air, bruv. <laughs> so that's damaging yeah. in itself, bruv, because now you have black man. Can you imagine, bruv? Now you have black man who the them thing on an amazing yeah. and but they're there because you know the girl yeah, thinks yeah. that that's it. Mm. Only to man come disappoint, bruv. Yeah. It's like basically damage, we're human man. beings as well, man. Yeah. Big small. You know, like we're all God's creatures, but yeah. like please, we're not no super race. But oh, that's yeah, that 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 episode, man, I thought it was yeah, um Bless. I'm yeah, glad you enjoyed um, it. Yeah, identify with it. What I wanted to ask next was um so as a Jamaican man in the UK, like you mentioned, you were the only like off the book Jamaican mm-hmm. at your university. I'm guessing there were going to be people at your university that were of Jamaican descent. They are them. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so that was such a <laughs> so, so, force. So how, how has it been? Like, And obviously your family as well. You know, you've got mm-hmm. family that live here. Mm-hmm. How has it been, you as a Jamaican man, seeing the UK through Jamaican eyes, but also seeing, obviously, like there's a large... Well, I'll just come back on the mic really loudly. Let me say that again. So how has it been for you as a, as a Jamaican man in the UK, seeing... The UK through Jamaican eyes, but also seeing, you know, there's a very large Jamaican diaspora here, large mm-hmm. West, West Indian diaspora. How has it been, first of all? Like, have you, do you feel like you've settled in easier because you have that community? Or is it still like, this is kind of foreign to me? Nah, and, it's, it's, it's been great just to answer that first question. Mm-hmm. It's because there's such a big jo- Jamaican community here. Yeah. And because Jamaican... Jamaican culture is popular yeah. culture. Oh, yeah, here. you can say that. Mm-hmm. It's e- it was easily accessible, yeah. so I was accepted. It's like, oh, there's a Jamaican, Jamaican. There's a yeah, real one. Yeah, there's a real one. Yeah. So I was very much embraced when I came here. Like you know, Afro Caribbean society. Like everybody, yo, come, 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 come. Everybody want me come every week. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> or like when party I go on, everybody want me come. And you yeah. know, Willie Bones was a thing at the time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, or I, yo, I even started my own like a side hustle. Me and my brother Toby, like because I was, I used to go to parties and Sean Paul was the only fucking tune that played. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know, I'm back in. The day every man want to be DJ, right? Yeah. Mm. So I had my like a virtual DJ thing. Man said, Yo, man, I DJ now. I'm a DJ, Jamaican music only. Yeah. But I was man I was getting booked because I was the only person who had like yeah. the dance hall songs what and you know the, the cartel and the donny and all them things. Really? Them time the lime wire still around. So I'm just I download everything. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So so that became like a thing. So I yeah. I kind of just came into this microcosm of like Jamaican popul- mm. populous culture. Mm. But how did you feel about that? Like, is it because I want to know from someone that's from Jamaica, that's just, you know, just that's come over. Like, obviously, there's a lot of appreciation of Jamaican culture, but a lot of the time, there's a lot of um, ignorance about Jamaican mm-hmm. culture. Mm-hmm. Um, remember this week, someone on Twitter posted, it was like some list of like the countries in the world that have the most like weed smokers per capita or something mm-hmm. like that. <laughs> And Jamaica was nowhere to be seen. It's, it's one of the least, yeah. Yeah. And obviously, like, I know that because I know that Jamaica's, like, a very good, like, my fa- like, come on, we know, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know for... Lot- yeah, yeah. But people were shocked. They were like, because Nigeria was up there. Mm. Um, there were some other West African countries, I think, that was up there as well. Mm. And people were shocked. They were like... Where's Jamaica? Ang- they were angry that Jamaica there. wasn't there. And I'm oh, thinking, oh, Molly. What? <laughs> no. and, and the thing is, like, it wasn't even, like, it wasn't even that like, the white people that followed to it. It was the black people that followed to it. So course. I was like, 
really, you know guys? What, though, like, it's a propaganda. We, it's a propaganda. Let me tell you, first year, yeah. yeah, somebody said, you're not Jamaican. Why? You don't smoke weed. What? Oh yeah, that's the thing on the thing. that happened. Yeah. So, uh, as you can see, a lot of those jokes came from like personal <laughs> yeah, experiences. Yeah. But yeah, so somebody literally told me that, and I was thinking to myself, "Yo, yeah, funny," because no at and it's funny because I didn't know this mixed race term until I came here. Okay, and it was after I learned this mixed race term, and I'm thinking, "My cup and this half Jamaican girl come talk about me not Jamaican." <laughs> what she know? Like, yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was a god I was half Jamaican. Either. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. And I was thinking, but what? Do you, do your father teach you to cook rice and peas in Jamaica? Like, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, so, but it's, I do think. So it's, it's as much oh, as it's great on one end, it comes with stereotypes on yeah, the other yeah. end. And but I do sympathize with the black British people in the sense that they're in a country that doesn't accept them. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I've never met a black person who call himself English. Yep. Yeah, it's no, a dude, very big distinction. Only, but every white person me know said them English, mm. right? And black people say they're British. British meaning empire. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, so I understand that compulsion to like, yo, like I belong to a next place. If mm. you might never met yeah. anyone that any black person that's called themselves English, probably uh, one or two. Really? But like, man. it's rare. Like we don't do it, man. I yeah. mean, football fans do. I'm English. Yeah, nah. the ones that, you know what I mean? Really? Three lines. On, yeah, man. There's, I'm I sure there's so. a couple pub geezers that Yeah, will but I mean, largely speaking, like... Our so generation. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the thing is, I won't even say that I'm really from the UK. I'll say that I'm from London. Like, and it's yeah. almost like yeah. a subconscious thing. Like, yeah. I don't really identify with the UK like that. I identify but, but with then London. It's like, but then I find it such a dichotomy where... You don't identify with a place that is literally your home. It's hard though, yeah. because or regularly, it, you know what I mean? I'll like give you, you know, I've said this before. I remember <coughs> I was at the um, McDonald's near work. I was getting in, I was just getting, I was just getting a meal. And um, this guy from Essex, because this Liverpool Street Station was um, having an argument with a, a guy who was Indian. I heard this upon discussion. He was, he was born, he was born here, but his parents are Indian. So anyway, the white guy from Essex was talking to him saying, ah, and then he started to wanted to get personal, say, where are you from? And he said, ah, I'm from London. Where were you born? I was born here. And he's like, where are your parents from? He's like, well, one of them was born here. The other one was born in India. And the guy just went quiet very quickly because you could tell that had he said, I wasn't born here, or my parents, both my parents weren't born in the UK. Mm. Or, you know, they weren't born in the UK. He was ready to just attack him with that. Yeah. Oh, no, you don't have exactly. these. And that, and that mentality has very serious consequences, as we've seen this week with um yeah. with um, Shima Begum. Shima like, she's, Begum, yeah. She's, mm. she's not... But bad. you understand, but it's, it's this dichotomy of like... But then for me, I question, mm. you claim a place that you're not from, but then a lot of the times you don't investigate what that means to be from that place. You understand? So you say Jamaican, but do you invest in Jamaican culture? Do yeah. you try to learn mm. about Jamaican culture or Jamaican history? Mm, mm. Do you even try to go to Jamaica? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so there's nothing wrong with claiming that. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's nothing wrong with claiming that. But if you're claiming a place, learn about mm. that place. Mm. Do you know what? I and I, I feel mm. like almost as if we're sort of preaching to like, you know, Jamaican Brits and West West Indian Brits in the UK. But it's, I feel like it's very much a diasporic thing where 100%. when you go to a country where you have like a large community, um, like a descendant community, mm-hmm. di- diasporic community, their understanding of what their culture is, is very, very warped or it's mm-hmm. like an extreme mm-hmm. version. Like, for example, um, 
You know on um, What was it? Um, Jersey Shore When I mean I don't watch Jersey Shore But there was one episode Of Jersey Shore Where they Because the, they're Italian Americans Right mm. They go back to Italy And like <laughs> The Italians are not no They're enough. just not on it at all <laughs> like, And they're so confused there But like But, but we are Italian, Italian like, And then yeah. like They were like brother Yeah like, <laughs> and, and it's similar with the Irish Americans as well Like the kind mm. of like The almost overcompensation of Like we're Irish And we really have to struggle And blah 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 And it's like And mm. the Irish people Them are just like Nah it's not even like that You know like mm, We don't yo. hate black people Like as much as you lot Hate black people Do you know what I mean like, <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Yeah Yeah And I think that It's it, Like I find it I remember I used to find it So I was so surprised mm. When I would meet Nigerian people Who don't Speak their language mm. Mm, Yeah And in my head I would, At first I used to think What what, mm. what is wrong with you? Mm. But then I guess I understand This is the whole issue with the Because I guess as a Jamaican I see England as the colonizer. Mm. Mm. So I naturally have an apprehensive yeah. stance towards this country. Yeah. But I see how in order to survive here, yeah. you have to become British. Mm. So I understand why parents would kind of be like, yo, don't worry. You don't need to learn that Yoruba thing. You need to learn that English thing because that's how you get this job in yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I understand where this cultural erasure mm. begins. Do you know what's funny? You you tweeted, was, was it you that tweeted this week? Mm. Um, when, yeah, I'm pretty sure you did. He was talking about how um, Patois, learning Patois Needs school. to be taught in school. Right, 100%. okay. Yeah, yeah. Because so, this is this was similar to me. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> I was thinking, I'm not losing my mind. He did say this this week. So I don't want to hot you up or anything. I don't want to draw you out. But it only dawned on you recently that you feel that Patois should be something that's taught in school. Yeah, no, 100%. And it, it comes from where... So the argument for Patois to be taught in schools... Yeah. Came from a point of and just it came for, from a different perspective. Okay, right? let me just say for the listeners, by the way, like if if you don't know what Patois is, it's the Jamaican, the Jamaican language essentially. We'll call it a language. So, so but here's the thing: where I always thought that why my stance has changed because my perspective has changed. Okay, the reason why I don't, I didn't think Patois should be taught in schools mm. is because I don't think it's something that should be tested. Okay, Patois is very regional. Yeah, so I'm from Montego Bay. When yep. I went to school in in Saint Elizabeth, yeah, it's different. They might have been talking Arabic, bro. It's, it's mad. <laughs> you understand? And then I go to Kingston, and they're teasing me that I have a country accent because yep. they can't understand me. Yeah. So the reason why I didn't think that Patois should be taught in schools is because mm. I don't think how can you standardize something and who do you standardize it from? Mm. Because they, whoever you standardize it from, yeah. everybody else are govex. Yeah. Right. So that's why I thought it shouldn't be taught in right, schools. Right. But then when you grow up in a country where that's the natural language that everybody speaks, I'm mm. like, why teach you? Everybody knows. Mm. I think my stance has changed because of my understanding of how language is used to dictate people's mindset. Yeah. Mm. That is what changed. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And language carries our culture. Of course. I'm so right? glad you said this is one you of my know, favorite things to hear. You understand. Language carries our culture. I nearly, I nearly go as far as to say, culture is communication. Mm-hmm. When I nearly go as far, that's yeah. the root of what culture is. Yes, yeah, it is. Right? So, and there was a study that a friend of mine showed me that they took a school in, in Nigeria in uh, the Hausa uh, community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they taught the kids biochem, physics, all them subject there in yeah. Hausa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the children progressed far more mm-hmm. than the kids who were being taught in English. Mm-hmm. Now, what you have to understand with that is our minds, like in Jamaica, we grow up, we hear Patois. All our stories, our folk tales are in Patois. We'll go outside, taxi driver, Patois. Mm. Right? We grow 
mm. in Patwa. Mm. Then we go to high school and our intelligence is based on English. Mm. Mm. We're as smart as our English is good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but I know a language. Why is my intelligence not based on mm. the language I know? Mm. 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 And I feel like in terms of development, mm. there's this break in harmony when you go now go to schools. Mm. And even so in Jamaica, any exam you do, mm. if your answer is not in standard English, you lose marks. Mm. I could have physics. Mm. If it's not perfect English, you lose marks. Mm. And I'm thinking, but why do we teach like this? Is that something that's going to change soon, do you think? I don't think so. Because Jamaica deep in other colonization, you know. Yeah. We got we got a good couple hundred years out there. Mm. But you see the mindset, and this is, I think, what Jamaica has to protect themselves from, why I do think it should be taught in schools. Mm. If language carries our culture, right, and English is what we're being taught, subconscious, that is not our language. Yeah. Mm subconsciously our value is being placed on a foreign culture. Yeah. 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 Right? Mm. So I'm as good as this foreign thing. Yeah. And thus you get some people as I say foreign-minded. Everybody want to go foreign. Mm. Mm. Why? Mm. Why? Mm. Value was at home. You understand? Mm. Yeah. I know people in Jamaica who they live decent. Mm. More go foreign. Go to New York yeah. for clean for clean toilet. Mm. But just said it the you were you. working in a bank in Jamaica. What are you doing? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But just the, you know, but you see this idea, yeah. and I wonder if because patwa is not valued like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You you know you're smart when you know when you when I say you can talk good, mm. it's because you know English good. Mm. So I just feel like we need to teach it in schools, and but not to test. Yeah, but just so that we have that understanding. Mm. Yeah. Of, so we receive knowledge better mm, mm, and mm. so that we understand their connection back to African roots. So like, yeah. I didn't know. So we have a thing in Jamaica, Obia. Yeah. Obia mm-hmm. man. Yeah. Apparently, Dia and Dia man mm. is Igbo. A Dia man is the man who did the same witchcraft. Oh, okay. Mm. Or like Uno, like, you know, Eula. Yeah, that's yeah. Igbo as well. It's Igbo as well. Yeah, for, for you lot. You understand? Mm-hmm. So I think Pato should be taught so we have an understanding mm. of where our people come from. So just just to clarify, at the moment in Jamaica, like, there's, there isn't, like, you... To, like if you wanted to learn about Pato, if you wanted to learn about the history, you'd have mm-hmm. to find someone very specific. You have um, to find so we a have private. One module that you take in sixth form for one year yeah. called communication studies, but it's the broadest, just communication studies, mm-hmm. and they have a little segment in there where you learn about Pato. Yeah. Right. But communication studies is not compulsory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just that it was compulsory in my school. Yeah. So then I got a kind of acute understanding of how the language was developed, and and that would be sort of like the only real sort of mainstream place to get like an idea of the history, the etymology behind 100%, the language. And, 100%. And that's such a shame because Pacto is such a rich, rich language. Like there's so many influences. Yeah. There's so many. I think, I think it's such a great thing that basically Africans were told that you have to speak English. Yeah. And they somehow formed a way to make their own language that represented their yeah. culture Mm-hmm. But sound enough like English, so them don't get whipped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's a beautiful thing that yeah. we managed to 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 make our own thing. Kind of yeah. like mm-hmm. how, like I said, Nigerian West African culture have pigeon. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we just formed our own thing in Jamaica to say, yeah. you know what, this we yeah, cool. There's English, but this language represents our culture. Mm-hmm. 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 You know, and you can see it in Jamaica as well. Yeah, in theater, Jamaica's a big theater culture. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. No English speaking play can sell a fifth of a patwa play. Mm-hmm. If 
if you say I play and it's patwa, it's so loud. Mm. Everybody go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then yeah. some people get, you know, the bourgeoisie of Jamaica, <laughs> mm. aka Uptown. Mm. Mm. They'll keep <laughs> the little, you know, oh, let's do a play on Annie. <laughs> I love when he does that voice. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And then they struggle to sell tickets. And they go, oh, you know, but then here's where it goes. You know, the Jamaican people, they just don't understand good literature. You know, they don't understand the play and the, the magnificence of Western theater. Mm. <laughs> nah, brother. Yeah. We just don't fuck with that English. Yeah. 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 You understand yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And, <laughs> like, and, and also, with the language comes the culture as well. Like it's an mm-hmm. alien culture. Like you exactly. know, like how Annie is not really. It's not, it's not really thing. a story they try. In, in, in Jamaica that works. You know they try I mean? all the time to try and push this English <laughs> thing on. And we're like, brother, just give it the Jamaican player Michael Guambo business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, right, okay, okay. So you mentioned obviously that you well, you've talked about you being a, a writer and. Mm-hmm. The act, like the acting side of things, is that something that came because obviously you're the main kind of starring Gene yeah, Black so, as well. Is that did that come together or was it kind of by force? Where like, okay, cool, I wrote this and I need to be, I'm the best person to kind of bring this to life. No, 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 no. I, I didn't think that at all. Um, it was half needed, half um, strategic, in the sense that I thought that well, if we can get a decent actor, we might have a pay him. Mm will be on his schedule, will be on his timing. If halfway through him said, boy, I'm a can't bother with this, we're fucked. Mm. Right? But another side was calculated in the sense that who do you know from, like, Issa Rae didn't film Awkward Black Girl, like someone filmed it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But is Issa Rae, you know, because she's in front of yeah. the camera. Mm. You understand? So I was thinking to myself, well, same thing with Hood documentaries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coyote didn't film it, yeah, yeah. but him boss. Yeah. You understand? And I was like, right, actually... <laughs> But but I mean one boss from dreaming was black. Let me put myself in there. Yeah, but I did yeah. go to from the moment I made that decision, I did go to acting classes okay. since then consistently. Okay. So before I, that you hadn't really acted. Yeah, no, no, no. I okay, was not actor before okay. that. And we even shot we did a test shoot to yeah. see if I would be able to to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, how, then, how how well do you trust <coughs> sorry, how well do you trust other meet other artists? Um, actors, I should say, to actually get out, like, like express themselves in the way in which you, as a director, would ex- you know you want your art form to be expressed. Uh, no, one hundred percent. You have to have one hundred percent trust in actors. I think the, one of the most critical decisions that director can make is cast the right actor. Mm. So, from but from your cast them, you're mm. good. Yeah, because yeah. you know that they'll get it, or you know that they'll put in the work. Yeah, I feel like as a director, you know, this whole, we have this whole aura of a director, you know, the visionary. You know, yeah. even a film by I, I don't even like that term there because it's like my nigga, about a hundred people made that film. Mm-hmm. Why is it a film by you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but you know what I mean. Yeah. But I do think it's it as a director, the one of the biggest things you have to learn is to trust all the artists who you're working with. Yeah. Like, and the actors are is, artists. But is, you know? is, that, is that part of the reason why you decided to cast yourself as, as the... Um, like you, you no, like so you know what? It, as I said, it's, it was that thing of strategic yeah. and, and budget. Okay. Like, if I did... If there was an actor who kind of... If an actor presented himself who was like, yo, mm. you know, me do this thing for cheap. Mm. I'm a saying bad. I probably would have said, mm. got you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it was just like, yo, like... When I have money and if I pull this off, it will be beneficial to me. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. You know? Cool, man. I had a question just related to that. Well, 
more so the production of the mm-hmm. actual film. So like what came across to me is that it's, you know, very well shot. It seemed Thank like you. they had, you know, the set and the set mm-hmm. was very well produced. They had a lot of um it seemed like it was quite a big production. Like it seemed like I had okay. a, like a decent budget behind it. Obviously, I'm, I don't have a kind of background in film or anything, so it could be coming from an ignorant place. But no, no. what was the, how was that process like to get to the spot where you could actually afford to do something of that scale? Brother, we, that you don't know how much that shit costs. Like, on most days on set, there are no more people than the people in this room. <laughs> For real. Straight. It was like director, cameraman, alone, nobody to help him with lights, <laughs> sound man doing sound. Mm. And then the actors on set. Mm-hmm. That's enough time a fiver with the on set and a two actor in at the five. Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm-hmm. So, but we went to film school. So we know, we knew that one, your money needs to be on screen. Like if you want to push the envelope, your money has to be on screen. Okay. And uh, two, that we had the know-how to make something look good you see if you understand something Mm -hmm. you don't necessarily need all the tools to do that thing Mm -hmm. you understand so we need soft lighting cool we couldn't afford to get some bounce boards and thing okay cool sometimes it's a close-up on me and max is like stretching out a t-shirt just off camera Mm -hmm. to get that little light reflecting on my face you understand Mm, so we really tried to push the envelope of how can we exploit the little resources we have mm-hmm. to the maximum potential so it look like we have bare money? Mm-hmm. Because we knew that, again, strategically, I can Selfish pushed the bar. Yeah. It pushed the needle further. Mm-hmm. Issa Rae at the time pushed the needle further. If you look back at it, you'd be like, oh God, it's shot a bit dead, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But at the time, she pushed the boundary. Mm-hmm. So for me, I was like, if Jimmy Wise Black is going to push the boundary, what would push the boundary now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for me, that was quality. And for me, that was being bold, being raw. Because okay. I feel like a lot of, and in my observation still, a lot of British, black British content that's made, mm. like black people don't mind making fun of themselves. Mm-hmm. We'll make fun of ourselves and in a little black world. Mm-hmm. But not many people are willing to turn the, the lens and be like, nah, you guys piss us off as well <laughs> like we're coming for you that's true yeah. you know yeah. that's actually really true yeah. yeah yeah but um, i guess this is the outsider mindset mm. where because i'm not from here so i haven't grown up with, this with like english teachers and english people telling me or putting me down or yeah. you know don't piss off the man mm. they'll hire you or they're the one who'll grade yeah. you yeah so i just come in and be like nah fuck you man i'm in a business yeah <laughs> where you know whereas i probably wouldn't have made the equivalent bold film in Jamaica. Right. Okay. What would be the equivalent? What would that look like, the equivalent bold film in Jamaica? Um, I feel like if you really want to push the niggle in a Jamaica, you don't have to make a film about like the LGBT community. Right, right. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And as much as I remember one time I wrote a short film about it. Mm. And Managa, like, I, the only thing I could think about mm. is how may I go film this? Mm. Without a man stone me. And it probably wouldn't, it probably wouldn't happen. But because I've grown up in a culture yeah. that is so overtly against it, yeah. that fear of me not wanting to, to piss off Massa mm. is in me. Yeah. Whereas yeah. I come here, I don't know who the master is, I don't know what he does. So I guess mm. when when you when you did film um Jimmy Wild Black when here, it's like almost like 
you you weren't afraid, obviously, to push the envelope here, but did you then kind of have a kind of like an understanding of why the black people here wouldn't want to do that? A hundred percent, I understand why black people here wouldn't do that. Yeah, hundred percent, which which I find interesting now that every time people yo the thing ball, Mm. like even we just wrote a a sample scene for a, a channel because they wanted to see a sample scene of our work. Mm. And we wrote a whole white face ensemble. It's mad. I don't know if they're going to tell you for fuck off. But yeah. People were like, when I showed them, the, when I showed the production company the scene, yeah. they were like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, yo, brother, I'm in a business. I don't know. I, I don't mean, know what listen, like 10 years is. ago, we still had blackface on TV with like Little Britain and stuff like that. So, you understand? Know right. like, yeah. So that's why I'm writing yeah. whiteface. It's, yeah. it's coming. It's, and yeah, yeah, I think it's time that changes, man. I'm, I'm glad that you raised that on this podcast, man. Because, mm. yeah, let's actually turn the lens yeah, around a turn little the bit. Lens. And I think that that's something that outside of film, mm. I think that's something that's... Just, that's... Yeah. Whoa. 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 What was that? Whoa. Whoa. That's actually episode three. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's a start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you were safe. I was you were safe for that. I, I was telling him a bit much. Oh, with the um, with the German guy in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that was sounding a bit mad. Yeah. Stress, less stress. But yeah, what was I even saying? <laughs> <laughs> what was I just saying? I don't even remember. <laughs> And I'll keep that in. That yeah, keep that in. No, yeah, keep I don't know. It is from episode three. So. Yeah, it is from episode yeah. three. People, you should watch it, guys. Watch it's it. ranchy. <laughs> it's ranchy. Cool, man. I was like, what? But yeah. Oh, yes. This is what I was saying. I think this is an issue. With, not issue, but I think it's something that we should address in the black community outside yep. of film. Mm. In the sense that we like to critique each other. Yeah. Mm. Yep. You know? Like, you know, black men need to do this or mm, black mm. women need to do this or mm, Asian mm. people need to do this. Mm. And I'm like, all right, cool. I hear that. I hear that. Mm. And they allow us to come on their massive platforms and tell us about the issues with black people. Mm. But I'm like, why don't you turn the lens to the to the source mm. of all these issues? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, When are we going to come out there and say, yo, white people need to do this. Mm. White people need to do that. Mm. This is wrong with white people. This is, you are killing us you're killing yourselves, mm-hmm. right? With this white supremacist mindset. Right. And I feel like yeah. a, not a lot of us, as I said, we're scared, right? Mm. We want to do something, but let's do something that we can do. Yeah, so, I don't know. Because of him. I, I don't know. If it, do you reckon it's fear? I, f- I feel like it's just like a, almost like an automatic thing to just be like, let's just make fun out of what we know and like the experiences that we, do you know what I mean I think part of it is even thinking what good would it do like are these guys even going to listen if it's coming from us or, that's why there's the whole chat about like we need more you know white allies in inverted commas because they, they're the people that can then uh, you know there's certain situations where you try to describe something and then you get air eh, and then a white person says it and then all, all of a sudden it clicks but then that is the fear is I think what we have is fear of white terror I think that's what it is mm. because if let's be clear, the reason why I think a lot of black creators don't do it is because it's white person go pay them. Mm-hmm. So why the fuck would a white person pay you to make fun of them? Mm-hmm. That's that's a logical. But you thought. know, what? it's it's starting to happen. Mm-hmm. Like Mo the comedian, he's like one of those people that's kind of introduced that kind of comedy in now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, I'm Julie. I'm, inter- yeah, I'm interested Julie. to see where that goes. Julie. But, you know, he's actually he's actually 
Julie. Yeah, he, I don't know if he really like if he really thought about it that way, but he's Julie. introduced that kind of. Oh no, hundred percent. Let's, let's great. Can actually laugh, and in a way that isn't like like white people love that stuff as well. They, yeah, hundred like, percent. So it's not even. Yeah, it's not even. But it that. comes from the fear, I think, and that's why I said it's it, it extends beyond film mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in the sense that, yo, we don't really want to piss off certain man because certain man hire we. Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm-hmm. And it's funny because me even sit down. Uh, what's that MP's name? The light skinned MP who left. Chuka. 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 Chuka left because of anti Semitism. And then sit down and have this white ally <laughs> set him up a funny thing. Funny thing, yeah. She's who you're yeah, supporting, bro. Is that, that your bro. guy? Yeah. But that <laughs> Is that your up, guy, bro? It almost sums up British Br- British culture, British politics. Yeah, I was But do you yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah. He's more willing yeah, yeah. to leave yeah. because of anti Semitism, which is not. Does not directly impacting him, him yeah. and accept mm. the microaggression of racist tendencies that mm. come from his ally. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm not going to about that, mm. but we're going to burn out this next thing. Yeah. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, but when will we go to the source mm. and say, yo, we're going for the head of the stick? Mm. Mm. You understand? At that, we need to talk about. So is, is this is this what's coming next from you then? Are you, Boy, are you, you is know, it, I'm going to turn out the st- heat more. Yo, so if, if Dreaming Was Black gets season two, we are turning it up even louder. Okay, now, all right, okay. all right. And okay. if we don't, you will know that there's certain powers <laughs> that stop me from doing it. If you go missing or something. Or... No, it's just, no if, you, if, if you see Dreaming Was Black and it look palatable, uh, Unfortunately, I'm gonna call you up and say you sell out, man. Bruh, <laughs> but you see, you see when you see a black man sell out, brother. Sometimes you have to say Jano, but you know, say him they have rent for Peter. Oh, so you. it's tough. <laughs> <laughs> Which is go. why it's I feel like you think that's, that's, that's the kind of like if you that's that's the often the the that's what puts people to be stuck between a rock and a hard place. Yeah, mm-hmm. you want to while out, but at the same time, you start. You start complaining about these things, and it's like mm-hmm. bringing a knife to a gunfight. Yeah, you know yeah, what exactly. I mean? mm. That's what I'm telling you. Because white white terror, brother, is is unimaginable. Like what them can do. Even Michaela Coleman, she burn out the whole of channel for. Mm-hmm. You know what? She burn it out after she came to chewing gum. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, 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 imagine yeah. if she had burned them out, just got optioned. Mm-hmm. People wouldn't see chewing gum. Yeah, yeah they'd have lost yeah, her off yeah, before. Yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't have, yeah, wouldn't have seen them. Yeah, you have to be strategic about how you move in this. In this matter in this department in this field you have to be strategic as to how you move yeah mm. yeah man so johnny what what is coming next from you 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 allowed to tell us are you um yeah you got cooking outside good for we us? have we have some things cooking we yeah. have dreaming west black season two cooking yeah hopefully mm. it will be on broadcast television we're a lot of okay mm. yeah a lot of conversations happening for that fantastic um i'm also cooking a mockumentary about a Caribbean takeaway restaurant. Okay, all right. Yeah, man. That's, 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 <laughs> cooking that's what nice. I want to see. <laughs> yeah, man. That, that one day I bubble nice and sweet. Yeah, okay. But I do also have a short film working on about a mom who's waiting on the verdict of her son who's been tried for murder. Okay. So that is, again, it's hard to see things and not mention it. Yeah. I feel like all the knife crime were going on, even me have a little cousin were going on and a little badness. Yeah. You know, but the, the one time when I saw him shook, because yeah. he'd be like, well, I can do jab off easy. Okay. <laughs> but the one time when police come at the yard, yeah. and his mom was there, yeah, mm, and he saw his mom yeah, see the yeah, police, yeah, 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 man yeah, got yeah. shook. And so for me, I'm just kind of like, yo, mm. brother, yeah, I taught this bad man thing. Think about your mother. Mm. 
Yeah. You understand? Mm. But so, but yeah, outside of those projects, I mean, Four Quarter Films, a company which I'm in, we have a lot of things coming up. We have like a feature we want to shoot this summer. Okay. So yeah, we're working on that wow. and we have a couple other stuff that we're working on. Production in Brazil, we have a partnership with Brazil too. Oh yeah? Yeah, man, we work on a little Brazil Portuguese right, feature. Me, man. Me, man. Yeah, man, you get me? So we're at work, we're at work. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, cool. So where, where can everybody find you then? Yo, so you your know, socials and yeah, man. So, if you want to be found, obviously. Yeah, why if you, please do. Yeah. <laughs> watch Dreaming Was Black on YouTube Four Quarter Films But just type in Dreaming Was Black anywhere yeah. And you'll find us Okay Or myself um, S.Ajani on Instagram So that's A-D-J-A-N-I And The Ajani on Twitter Yeah Okay man Johnny man It's been a pleasure yeah, Thank Bless. you so much man. Thanks for thank coming you. through man. Thank you for having me gentlemen Yeah man It's <laughs> been Yeah This Good is vibes man Energy Yeah it's just like I said, I had a tough week, but um, I'm feeling energized. That's now, a nice chat. Yeah, man. We like yeah. talk to the smart brothers, you know, Cambridge oh, bad. Hey. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <man. laughs> oh, Don't gas us up like this one. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, everybody, thank you so much again for tuning in. Um, it's been another episode of Over the Bridge. If you like what you heard, or if you didn't like what you heard, you know what to do. Shout us. So we're at at OTB Podcast UK. Um, if you want to, that's on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to send us an email, it's otbpodcastuk at gmail.com. Um, and yeah, anytime you chat to us on social media, hashtag OTB chats. But yeah, um, that's it from us. Have a fantastic week, whatever you're doing today. Hope you enjoy it. And um, yeah, we'll see you next time. Thanks.